What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Just For Fun podcast. Tonight, we're we're doing something kind of interesting. We are going to be doing a music review. We're going to do an in-depth review of Voice Memos, Quadeca's album, uh, in preparation for For Me To You. I know For Me To You has a completely different sound, but I'm just... I've listened to this album so many times, I just wanted to break it down uh, publicly and just to show you guys, like, why I like it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good episode. Hopefully you think the same. But, yeah. Thanks for listening. Let's dive right in. Alright, so, first, before we get into, like, the in-depth, you know, like, song-by-song breakdown, I just wanted to talk about, like, why I like it in general. So, basically, the whole reason I enjoy this album so much is because I I started listening to Quedeca, like, probably two years ago at this point, uh... At first, I just, I, pr- I'm pretty sure I discovered him from the KSI diss track, uh, that he had, Insecure. Uh, so, I remember, I was on a trip with, uh, I'm pretty sure I was on a trip with my cousin. I forget exactly what happened, but I just kept listening to it over and over again, because I enjoyed it so much. Just over and over and over again. And then, eventually, I just realized... Wow, I need to check out more of this dude's music. So that's what I did. Uh, I started off... Schoenberg uh, had dropped a few months after that. So I'm pretty sure the first one I listened to was I Don't Care. I Don't Care came out. Listen to that. Uh, I By the way, I had, I had listened to Insecure just over and over again for like a year straight. Uh, and then I listened to I Don't Care. Really didn't like I Don't Care at first, just because I wasn't into that type of rap at the time. So then he dropped Schoenberg, which I loved. I loved that, kept that all the time. Then, uh, I heard "Uh Uh-huh. So I was like, "Uh uh-huh, and kept listening to it over and over. Uh, then I discovered, uh, his reaction to other people reacting to his album. So I watched that. And I remember hearing the beats on there. Like, I remember I heard the Ego Death beat. And it was so, like, bassy and cool sounding. I was like, yeah, I need to hear this song. So I went, listened to it, loved it. Then, uh, like, the breakdown of uh, A Dream I Can't Remember. I heard that bass drop and was like, okay, I'm using this. So as soon as I got home, I made, like, the imaginary trailer, like, teaser thing. With that as the music. And it was sick. I love that song to this day. So, yeah, that was, that was, those were whenever, that was when I, like, saw the album first and listened to the album for the first time. So, I only listened to, like, the first half of the album at first, but then I, like, listened to it the full way through, and, uh, I didn't like the last part, but 
as I listened more, I loved it. I to the, at this point, I loved the entire album, no skips whatsoever. There's no skips for me. So, yeah. And uh, once I started listening to the full thing, I started to go through something. So I just listened to that like all the time, started writing the imaginary, uh, just wrote that while I was listening to it, and it just helped me through a lot. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a good uh, that was a good while that I just listened to this album only, and this is <clears throat> this is I've I'm pretty sure I've listened to this album like two hundred something times at this point. Uh, the last time I checked, it was at 201 listens, and that was, like, a few months ago. So, yeah. That was, like, right before the year ended. So, yeah. I've listened to it a ton. But, that's besides the point. The point is, to break this down, and really see what it's about, and what the story, uh, is trying to convey is. So... Uh, I did a breakdown of, like, the chorus, verses, bridges, and all of the verses, all of the chor- like, the chorus, and then, like, the outros, intros, everything. Uh, so I'm doing, like, breakdowns of those individually for each song. So, I'm gonna start off with the first three, then we're gonna go into a little break, and then we'll go into the next section of the album, and then the next section... Then the next section to just, like, close it all out. So, yeah. Let's start off with Ego Death. So, if you don't know, Ego Death is... Well, you have to know this. Ego Death is the intro of the album. Uh, So, this is basically what kicks off the entire album. Um, This is the first song from the album that, like, wasn't uh uh-huh. Like, besides uh uh-huh that I heard and really enjoyed. So... Basically, in the intro, Kodaka talks about how he has an ego, and he apologizes to all of the people listening for being an asshole, uh, but he needs it to maintain his sanity. So, his exact words uh, were, I know I have an ego, must be something in my brain, if I didn't, I'd probably go insane. So, this is just referring to how, like, his confidence is built up so much, and he apologizes if it comes off as, like, cocky, but he needs it to, like, maintain, like, his personality and how he feels and to keep making music in general. So then we go into the chorus right after this little intro. This intro's on um, uh, a piano, and it's really good. So then it goes into the chorus. Quedeca refers to, in, references an ego death, which is something experienced when something or someone suffers a complete loss of self-identity and talks about how he needed to resurrect and continue to strive for his dreams. So his dreams of being a rapper, a successful rapper. Uh, So he talks about how he's on his ego death. He had to reassess. He had to resurrect. So he had to resurrect from that ego death, from the just complete loss of self-identity from the loss of knowing himself and he had to find who he was while also like striving to be the best so that's what that chorus is basically saying and then we go into verse one in the first verse of the, in the fr- 
the, the first verse of the song, he references how all of the rappers that accuse him, accuse him of having an ego, and he refers to them as ad-libbers. So an ad-lib would be like uh, the background type of thing. So like you have like ski masks out, uh, ad-libs like water, you know. So you have like all of these different ad-libs that tons of rappers use just to like hype up their song and make them more ignorant or make them sound better. So he's basically saying that's all that makes your songs good, your ad-libs. So he says, uh, he calls them ad-libbers. Later in the verse, he talks about kids making fun of him for rapping when he was a kid. Now he's shown them he could do it all along, and now they all want to be his friend. So he talks about how when he was nine used to basically get made fun of for everything. He used to go home and say he wishes he was homeschooled uh, <clears throat> and put his head in his pillow, uh, were his words used there. So then after this, we go into the bridge. In this bridge, he talks about how he doesn't need anyone at this point, and uh, he doesn't need anyone to become who he wants to be, and he became who he wants to be alone. So, he's basically just saying, you know, I'm doing this on my own, and I don't need you. It would be cool if you were there for me all along, but if you weren't there for me all along, and you're just, like, hopping on the train now, just because I'm getting popular, and just because I'm getting famous, then you're not a real one, and don't be around me. So then we go into the second verse. In this verse, he talks about how everyone wants to be around him now that he's gaining fame, and uh how he's gone through the stages of grief to get where he is at this point, and there's no turning back from where he is at this point. So he's gone through the grief of the ego death, and he resurrected, uh, and he's chasing his dreams still, and he's not going to stop, and he's not going to turn back at this point. Then in verse 3, he talks about all the haters in his comments telling him to kill himself and just bullying him. He says that if he had no ego... He would have listened and always been sad and how he needs an ego to make it in life and in the rap game and everything and how everyone needs an ego and we should thank we should thank god that we have an ego so then we go into the outro in the outro he talks about looking into a mirror until he can't recognize himself anymore this might be a reference to how he's changed over the years and he's not the same kid he was He's not the same kid with a dream, and he doesn't recognize himself for who he is, but who he once was. <clears throat> so, that's my idea of what he's saying. There, he's basically saying, I'm looking in a mirror, and I see who I used to be, but I don't recognize who I am now. I don't recognize myself. That's not me anymore. He recognizes himself before the ego death, before he took on these dreams and knew he could do it, when he remembers thinking he wanted to do it but he didn't know he could and he just remembers that and doesn't recognize him anymore so then that's basically the end of that song that's one of my favorite songs on the album i really like that one i used to listen to it a lot more uh you gain more and more from it every listen so that's a really good song on the album uh a really good storytelling song from that perspective so then we go into Imagination. So this is like sampled out of Willy Wonka. Uh, and this, this is a really enjoyable one.
So in the chorus, uh, Kodeka talks about his dreams as a kid and how he always thought he was too shy to chase them, but now he's achieved all of his dreams on his own, and now everyone congratulates him. Uh, and he references Post Malone uh, in this one with the congratulations bar. So uh, he says, no Post Malone, but I did it on my own. <laughs> so then it goes into verse 1. In this first verse, he talks about all the how all the odds were stacked against him uh, and against his dreams. Referencing Ivan Rekitic, uh I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Uh, who was a Croatia top player uh, and led them to the FIFA 2018 World Cup. And he talks about how he... And so that was the reference of how all the odds were stacked against him. So uh, he feels like he was like Croatia's top player because Croatia wasn't expected to win the World Cup that year. So then he talks about how he dodges the haters and how they fall off after they said he was going to fall off. He also talks about always feeling like the odd man out and never fitting in with the rest, which turned out to be a good thing in this case. So talking about how he never fit in with the rest of the crowd and how he always had something different about him, which actually came that that was good for him because now he's so different and versatile that he's able to make that into his music and gain an audience from it. So in the second verse, which is the final part of the song, he talks about how all he wants is the biggest numbers and the most money. He also talks about how he will dismiss any rapper trying to diss him, and then talks about his talent as being, as being unlike any others, and he has a name for that reason. Uh, so Imagination, that's, that's a pretty good song. I'd say that's like mid-voice uh, memos. That's like, that's in the middle for me. It's not one of my favorites. It's not one of my least favorite. It's just like up there for me. It, it's a good song. I, I enjoy it. So then we go into pr probably one of the deepest songs on the album, A Dream I Can't Remember. So in the pre-chorus, uh... Kodaka talks about taking a drug uh, and looking and wondering if this will be the one that kills him. So he says, uh, looking in your eyes like the sun. So looking in your eyes, so like looking at the drug uh, like the sun. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that reference is to. Uh, maybe like just like the pain of looking at the sun, like the pain of how it like burns your eyes. And how he's just looking at this substance that he's about to take. Uh, and then, yeah, once he takes, once he says son, the beat drops very heavily. And, yeah, it's insane. That's one of the best, that's probably the best part of the song. So then it transitions into the chorus. He says, he talks about how this kills his memories, these drugs kill the memories, and turn life into a dream he can't remember, and how he hopes they don't forget him. I think that that they either means the ones he loves if he dies, or the drugs don't forget how to affect him and take away the bad ideas and memories that he has, that he's taking them in the first place to get rid of. And then the drugs, like, don't stop doing that. So then we have the post-chorus, 
uh, in this, he talks about how he took another one and how he keeps taking more and more of these drugs to numb the pain. Then we go into the verse. In this verse, Quedeca talks about how he takes drugs to escape his demons and outrun them, but the drugs are becoming the very essence of what his demons are, so he can't escape them anymore. He then talks about how the drugs lied to him and all the monsters in his dreams were really the drugs the whole time. So he basically keeps saying... Uh, that the drugs lied to him, saying uh, that all the monsters in his dreams were real all along, and that they were real, and I'm guessing he's saying, like, the drugs are the real monsters, because they're, like, taking away the pain of being there. He takes these drugs to heal, but he's just really going into his monsters head first, and facing his demons head on, and He's not even facing them, he's just like falling victim to them again and again and again. Yet they're taking away the pain of remembering. So yeah, that's the dream I can't remember. That's a dream I can't remember. So that's like the first section of the album. This is a really good introduction, I would say, to the album. Because it gives like a really good opening feel. It like... So the first songs are like about... uh his dreams and what he wants to accomplish with this album kind of saying he wants to be the greatest of all time he wants to be amazing he wants to go down in history and he wants to prove all of the haters wrong and then in this last song you realize he's a broken person you realize he's been broken down and like he's not just a dream chaser he's also someone who's like going through stuff who's, like, going through pain and going through, like, just these things who you need, and he needs, like, help. He's not just, like, this ego-driven, like, person who needs to get to the top and strives to be the best. He does that, but also he has his own problems, his personal problems, and these demons that he's fighting while also trying to get to the top. And you may, and... This may also be a reference to ego death because an ego death a lot of times is like used to describe an extreme trip on <clears throat> like some like different drugs, hallucinogens and things like that. So many times that's what an ego death is. So this may be a reference back to ego death. So yeah, I really enjoy this intro to the album. I think... I think this is uh, probably the second best part of the album. It's a really good spot. A really good couple moments. Uh, but yeah, these songs, every single... but I th I'd say the first and the third. I'd say A Dream I Can't Remember and Ego Death have the greatest meaning. The second one is cool to have on there, but it's definitely not... Com it's not comparable in the slightest to these other two. Because these other two are some of the best songs on the entire thing. But yeah, uh, we're going to take a little break. I'll be right back to review the next portion of the album. Alright, I'm back. Uh, but this time, I'm going to review it differently. Uh, so before, I spent like about an hour and a half just writing, like breaking those songs down. Three songs, and there's like 14 of them. So, my plan is just to review them at this point, 
The other, some of the songs are deep. I'll go more in depth for like the deeper songs. But the next song is "Thank You Next," uh, featuring Sad Frosty. Uh, this one is just kind of an ignorant hype banger the whole way through. So he's dropping like funny bars about uh, stuff, and it, it's it's just a funny song, a fun song to listen to, and just to turn up in the car. And just super bassy and crazy. Just a typical sad, frosty sound. Uh, but then near the end, it switches up pretty drastically into like this more melodic thing. Which was probably... I think that was a really good decision. It shows like this vulnerable side. It's a reference to ego death again. Uh, where he's being super egotistical the whole time. Then he switches up. He's talking about girls, and then he switches up and talks about how he actually needs this girl in his life, and how he do he just doesn't want to let her know that he doesn't want to let her go. So that's basically the story throughout. Thank you. Next, uh, I think it's a really good uh, like pick up right after uh, a dream I can't remember. So yeah. I think it's a good song. I enjoy it. I I would say it's top tier for me to you. I'm not for me to you. Uh, voice memos. I think it's top tier voice memos. That's just my opinion. Uh, I really enjoy listening to it. I think it's just a funny song. It reminds me of. It's kind of like. I I don't I don't know how to describe it. I can't say it's like X ignorant days it's not really it's just kind of its own style if you know sad frosty you you'll expect what it sounds like anyway the next song is one of my favorite songs of all time probably my favorite song it's the song that inspired me to write the latest version of the imaginary the man on my left shoulder so we start off with this interlude at the beginning talking about like why do you hide away uh which I'm guessing is a reference to the man on my left shoulder. Uh, so it's like, just, it says, um, and when you may try to hide away, why do you hide away? Why do you hide away? Feeling like there's no room left for me. Feeling like there's nothing left and there's nothing more. So I'm not exactly sure how I would take that. Uh, there's literally no genius an annotations for any of these moments, for anything in the intro. So, I I don't know how I would say this, what this is talking about. I would say, yeah, it's the man on my left shoulder. Like, why does it hide away? Uh, and then it's him talking, feeling like there's nothing, no room left for me. Feeling like there's nothing left. So there's, like, nothing left for him to live for. This might be a reference to back before he went into the ego death. I'm not completely sure. But I think he's really just stuck up in his own head at this point in the album. Like, he's just thinking, like... What am I here for? What's my purpose? Like, music, like, I, I'm not exactly sure where he was when he wrote this. I don't think he had made Insecure yet, so if this is, like, really what he was feeling, he was probably feeling like he was going nowhere with his music. Uh, like, that wasn't his purpose anymore, because... He wasn't doing as big of numbers as he used to, I would assume. He's working on this album, just trying to get it done. And then, like, he's in this spot. I don't know exactly, but if I had to guess, but yeah.
uh, he's basically just saying, you know, there's nothing left for me to do here. Uh, so then he basically goes into this pre-chorus uh, talking about how he used to care and now he doesn't. And how someone was close to him and now he's further than he ever was before. And he wonders why he's like headed toward a bad place. He says, sometimes I wonder why I'm headed towards a cold place. Uh, then he makes a cold play bar. Uh, and then he talks about how he wishes he could forget, but he can't forgive. Uh, I'm guessing he's talking about someone specific. Because uh, he talks about someone being close with him. And I'm guessing they left. And he says, I wish I could forget about that, but I can't forgive. I can't forgive that moment because I can't forget it. But I wish I could. Every step I have to re I gotta relive. Take a breath, and he feels it in his ribs. Let his voice fade into the mist. So, he's basically just saying, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, I have to relive all of these moments when I think back to them. And this is a throwback to a dream I can't remember. Like, all these drugs, he takes that so he doesn't have to remember this. He takes all of these things just so he doesn't have to remember this person that he lost. And this person that he loved but left him. Uh, so then, the chorus. I've been talking to the man sitting on my left shoulder. He said everything just gets worse when you're older. I just pulled up to the function, can't even function, know nothing, I don't know nothing. So, he's been talking to the devil, you know, the man on his shoulder. Uh, uh, there was an interview I saw with him where he said he wanted the idea to be, there's no angel, and it's just the devil on his shoulder, and how would that play out? So he's just been talking to the devil. Everything gets worse when you're older, so everything has seem to get worse because you're an innocent kid and you don't see any of this i i love this song so much because i relate to it like i'm i have like that type of personality where i just don't want to grow up like the days as a kid where you just don't have to feel like you have responsibility you don't you feel like you want it but you don't need it and you don't like have it but you get what you want anyway uh so then uh, he pulls up to the function, so like a party, uh, and he can't even function, so that's a, that's a cool play on words, uh, he knows nothing, I don't know nothing, he doesn't know how to change it, he doesn't know what to, what to do, uh, so then, uh, after the chorus, we go into verse one, he says, I'm not one of you, I said I'm not, uh, so, he only was with he only was like mess, messing around with this person because he wanted a spot he wanted a spot so i'm not exactly sure if he's being literal with what he's saying here but uh he like was only cool with this one person because he wanted a spot on top i'm guessing uh but that's what so he's being jealous he wants everything that he wants uh, he checked the big picture. Now, now it's getting cropped. I've been feeling what I want is something less. Feel like it's sellout. Then it made a cent. I guess I should have up and left. But I always told myself that I'm one of the good guys. Well, maybe that's a good lie. So, 
he's always thought he's a good person, but, like, this is really making him question it, because the only reason he talked to this person was because he wanted a spot. He wanted a spot on top. He wanted just, like, the love from this person. He wanted the love and none of the consequences. Uh, but that's what he got, but with it came the consequences. So, he says, uh, everything looking like ashes, I don't want a car, I imagine that it crashes, the man on my shoulder, he told me what happens, the glass is half empty, it actually shatters, he told me don't look in the mirror without me, he said the world would be clearer without me, the man on my shoulder, I think I believe him, I really don't want him, I think that I need him. So, he's basically saying, like, he doesn't want a car, he imagines it crashes, because this is these are the thoughts that the man is putting into his head. He's going to die. Uh, the man on my shoulder, he told me what happens. The glass is half empty, so like, the pessimistic look. So, like, glass is half empty, glass is half full, glass is half empty, you know. It actually shatters, is what the man says. It's like, doesn't exist. Life doesn't exist. It's just like nothing. Uh, you're going to break one day. He told me, don't look in the mirror without me. So, like, don't look in the mirror and see you as a beautiful person. Look in the mirror and see you as the, this ugly person who doesn't deserve anything, you know? He said the world would be clearer without me. The man on my shoulder, I think I believe him. He think he thinks he's not going to make it. He thinks the world would be clearer without him. He thinks he doesn't deserve this life. I really don't want him. I think that I need him. He thinks that he needs him to live. He thinks he needs, like this person to give him the honest truth so he can, like, guide others. Or, not even guide others, but so... Like... Excuse me. He doesn't want him, but he thinks that he needs him. I don't know how to explain that. Like... I don't know what he means by that. So, I think I believe him. I really don't want him. I think that I need him. Like, why would he need him? I think... I think he would think he needs him because he needs, like, the honest truth. He wants to feel what is true wants to feel like what's real uh i don't know yeah that that's that's a dilemma so like he needs him for something uh he needs him to know what's coming he needs him to feel like i don't know maybe it's another thing that points back to a dream I can't remember. He needs him just so he can take the drugs. He needs him just so he has a reason to take these things and to feel better. To feel greater than he normally does. This is the reason he feels greater. But he doesn't want to do the work to feel better, maybe? I don't know. I don't really know. But yeah. So after that, we go back into the chorus. Uh, we've talked about that before. Then there's a bridge. Uh, so then, uh, in the bridge, he's just, like, yelling, uh, like, hyping himself up for verse 2. Then in verse 2, he says, I get too happy for money. They all want to back me for money. So everyone, so he gets happy to have money, and everyone wants to back him up for money. So... He'll only have homies, he'll only have friends just because he has money, you know? Just like be said, in ego death and in uh, imagination, 
before. They are, they're all just here for the money. And he says, I put them hundreds all over my face. Now I got acne from money. So, basically just flexing. Just saying, this is clearly the man talking. So, he doesn't care at this point. Like, he's fine being fake. He's fine being this fake person who everyone backs up for money. Uh, I got it all in my bank. I treat it like it's nothing. I treat it like it's nothing. I turn that nothing to something. He's got all of it in his bank. He he can cover it. I put them bands on my face. That won't make the man go away. She put her hands on my waist, but he's still standing in place. I wish I had more voices in my head to counteract you. I think that's why I have to sing about you. So, she, so clearly he's flexing before, too. Uh, how... All the money won't make the man go away. No matter how much money he ever has, that's not going to make the man go away. She put her hands on my waist, so referencing, like, girls, that won't help him because the guy's still there. He's still watching him, still making him feel scared, worried about everything. Uh, I wish I had more voices in my head to counteract you. I think that's why I have to sing about you. That's one of my favorite lines from the whole thing. So... He wants more, like, he wants the angel to be there. He wants the angel to fight him and be like, no. So, he needs something to tell, to, like, change his mind and make him feel better. So then we go into pre-chorus two, uh, which we've been over before. Um, then verse three. So basically, after the chorus, it gets basically all broken down into this other beat. It's just super broken and destroyed, no longer even melodic. It's just him speaking. It's like spoken word poetry almost. I had I had a foot out the door, and the other one sunk in the floor, floor, floor. I was checking out of the store. I wonder who I'm doing this for. I was zoning out of my class. I love her, but I wish that she asked. Made too many, uh, made too many crappy songs in the past. I hope my first impression wasn't the last. Okay. So, he's basically saying, uh, like, he's not who he wants to be. So, he was checking out of the store, I wonder who I'm doing this for. He's like, I don't even need to live. Like, I was checking out of the store, who who am I doing this for? Why do I need to do this for myself? I don't even want to be in this life anymore. Anymore, anyway. I was zoning out of my class. Uh. Uh. Oh, Quedeca even, Quedeca said what these mean. So, uh, in the, I had a foot out the door, Quedeca adds a twist to the idiom, to have a foot out the door, which means to have a chance to do something that could lead to further opportunities. He wants to move forward in life, but the other foot is stuck in the floor. Furthermore, the word floor is also repeated three times, in every, every time, in a lower key to illustrate that he's sinking. This may be a reference to his depressed state, a state that he's not able to escape despite the desire to move on. This theme of being stuck or quicksand is common throughout the album, where despite the, his best efforts and desire to get out, it only worsens his situation of being stuck. So yeah, he's basically just stuck in his head, stuck exactly where he is, and he can't escape. He was in and out of his class. This line establishes the setting of the verse of him being in class. 
and he zones out of the lesson into a self-reflection of depression, regret, and sadness. So in the lines that follow, he refers, refers to many concepts and lines that are related to school. I know the answer, but I can't seem to fill in the bubble. So like in a test or an exam, like, you know, the bubble, you circle it in. But he knows the answer, but he can't seem to fill it in. A line is infinite. Uh, a concept form, a concept from geometry. That's my problem. I won't solve them. A reference to math problems that need to be solved. So using the setting, he connects several related concepts to school and his overall state of depression and regret of not talking to the girl that he's in love with. So he says, I love her, but I wish that she asked. Uh, I'm guessing I wish that she asked me out in that situation is what he's re referencing. Uh, I hope my first impression wasn't the last. So he hopes like the first impression he made wasn't like forever what he's going to have to live with. Like just her knowing him from that and that's it. I hope there's plenty more. I hope this isn't the last. But if it is, do me a favor and make sure that it lasts. It lasts forever. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have regrets, even from when they thought my life forgot to matter less. So, he wants that impression. If he never gets to make another impression, if he gets to never see her again, if he hopes that he lives in her head all the time and that that impression wasn't the last but if it is make sure that it lasts so she remembers him he'd be lying if he said he didn't have regrets so he has regrets but he doesn't want to admit it even from with when they thought my life forgot to matter less i'm not exactly sure what that set means in that case uh, but then I started looking in the mirror for my eyes and not my hair. So he started looking in the mirror for his eyes and not his hair. So here's a few different ideas. The man on Quedeca's left shoulder has affected him in such a way where his vision is impaired. I'm not referring to his actual physical vision, but his instead ability to see things which are important and of value to him. Thus, Quedeca describes himself che checking his eyes as a metaphor for checking his corrupted vision of everything around him. And then, idea two, as a guy myself, the first thing I check when I go into the mirror is my hair, especially when I pre when I present myself in front of, in a positive light to a girl. In the line below, Quedeca makes a specific reference to a girl whose presence does not improve the conditions of his loneliness and depressive state. Thus, he does not feel the need to pay specific attention to his hair in order to present himself well in front of her, as it does not matter if she's there. The irony, when you combine these two ideas, on the final track on the album, These Days, appears to have conquered the man on his left shoulder, uh, appears to have conquered the man on his left shoulder, who is described here, one of the lines explains how a girl, likely the same girl described in this track, helped him see straight. This is ironic because he prefers to look at his eyes but not his hair, while this is the gateway to the girl who will eventually fix his vision in his mental state. So, basically, that was kind of, like, so that's basically what the future holds. So, 
yeah, he's in this depressive state, you know, uh, and yeah, that, that was a really cool explanation. That was like a really good description of what I was thinking. So like, usually as a guy, you go in, you check your hair, but like, he's looking at his eyes. I like the corrupted vision idea. That's a really cool idea. Uh, that seemed really accurate to me. Realized I'd be alone. Do not matter if you're there. I still feel it. I still talk to the man my, man on my shoulder. No matter whose hand's on my shoulder, I'm the man in the corner. So, Quedeca may be re- referring to a bo- to boxing here, where a trainer or coach is telling a fighter to do something in between the rounds. Quedeca says that it doesn't matter who, te- who tells him what to do. They aren't in the ring fighting. In Quedeca's case, it could be a therapist or his family telling him what he has to do, but they wouldn't understand because they aren't the one in his place or taking the beating. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's a good reference. So, I know the answer, but I can't seem to fill in the bubble. I think I need to get out of mine. We already referenced that before. So, like, in school. He's in school. He can't. He knows the answer, but he can't seem to fill in the bubble. Uh, so... Then, I like to think about what life will be like down the line, but that's misleading because the line is infinite and not about to die at any minute. I think I love her, but I'll never tell. I won't admit it, and that's my problem. I won't solve them. I won't go the distance. I'll just regress into a mess, and so I hope you listen. Uh, So, I think... This part, he's, like, just talking about how he loves this girl. He'll never admit it to her, though. And he never thinks he'll get her. She's too good for him. But that's his problem. He won't solve it. He won't go the, he won't go the distance. He loves her so much, but he's not able to go the distance and tell her that. He'll just regress into a mess. So he hopes you listen. I hope you noticed I'm at my lowest. Hope you know the difference. I said, let's never speak again. Maybe I spoke too soon. Okay. I'm not sure. I think he's talking to the girl. So, he's talking to the girl. He says, let's never speak again. Maybe I spoke too soon. Because now these words have been feeling broken. They got no more room. They get consumed by their own dust and leave a hopeless tune. What do I do? Ain't got no closure for this open wound. Ain't got no closure. But the man on my shoulder. Okay. This is, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It goes in so deep, and I just reviewed almost every single line from it that I think has a huge meaning, and it goes super far into the album. Uh, I talked about, like, the final song a bit right here, but we're going to get way more in-depth to that later. But yeah, that's, that's a great moment on the album. Uh, so yeah, so that was the man on my left shoulder. Uh, so yeah, I'd say that that is, that's, that's either my favorite or second favorite song of all time. That's a really good song. Great song. So I'd give that for sure, either one or two on the entire album. And then we go into red dot right after that so red dot quitek has talked about this song before he as red dot uh most rappers talk about like you know the red dot dot of their gun for like aiming but he's talking about like a camera's red dot 
Uh, so, just for clarification uh, on why I'm saying the things that I say about this. So, at the beginning, he says, Yeah, think they gonna use me? Why did God have to choose me? That's why I feel sometimes where they all want to lose me. Sure, my life is a highlight reel. Sure, my life is a movie. Red dot on my forehead. Put that all in the new me. So when he says, swear my life is a highlight reel, swear my life is a movie, in these two lines, he compares his life to a highlight reel in a movie. By a highlight reel, he means he's he consistently has events happen to him that would be the best thing to happen to someone else, but to him it's an everyday thing, meaning his whole life is a highlight. So he like swears like his whole life is like the highlight. By movie, he means his life is exciting and never boring so he's saying swear my life is a highlight reel swear my life is a movie so i'm not exactly sure what he means through this whole thing because in the last song he was like super depressed and sad and now he's saying you know his life is a highlight reel so it's only highlights so they think gonna use me why did god have to choose me why did god have to choose me so I think this is a reference to why did God have to choose me to, like, inspire people? Why did God have to choose me to be the one to make, like, content and all these things to help people? Because, like, I think he's realizing that it's, like, n not as easy as some people think it is. And he's going through, like, a hard state to go through there. So, he said, this is uh, something, uh, this is a song bio for it red dot sees quadeca struggling with the pressures of social media and having to portray himself online through his camera by comparing the threat of a gun's red dot site to the red dot of a camcorder so then in the chorus he says yeah i'm too late y'all taking it too far had to drive back in a cab out the window i was looking for a new car looking for a new life looking at a new lens looking for a new me looking for a new ben his name is ben uh that's quadeca's real name so looking for a new ben looking for a new version of himself uh looking for an ego death perhaps so he's looking for a new him so a new ben uh looking out of a new lens so he's looking at a new lens like on the other side so he's looking for a new life he wants to live a different life. He doesn't want to be in this situation where he has to be, like, this guy who's, like, telling people what they need to do, like, being this inspiration to people. And he's looking out of a new lens at this point because this is new to him. Looking for new bends. The red dot, it kills me. The red dot, it heals me. I think I need new friends. So the red dot, it kills him because... It, like, hurts him to make these videos, and it hurts him because, like, there's these haters. He, it's hard to inspire these people. Uh, it kills me, it heals me, so he loves doing it, but it hurts him. I think I need new friends. Like, that ain't the real me. Swear, that ain't the real me. I'm following new trends. Did whatever who said, the red dot it kills me, the red dot it heals me. Go get me a new lens. So he wants a new life again, is what he's saying there. Y'all are too fake, like my mouth hurts. But if you're for real, then that's way worse. These days, I do not believe in the real or the fake. If that's you, then that's you that I found first. Uh, so he doesn't believe in the real or the fake. So 
like one saying, I'm a real one, you know, he doesn't think someone's a real one or someone's like a fake friend or a fake person. Uh, if that's you that he's talking to, then that's you that he found first. So, like, he wants someone who's not being, like, real or fake. He wants someone being themselves. Like, you can all always call someone a real one or a fake person, but, like, that might be them that you're calling that. Uh, so... Then he goes and says, F all that justification. I'm done being patient. Uh, like, what? Why are you coming and hating? Telling on me like we up in the station. Uh, in these lines, Quedeca is confronting a hater and asking them why they feel the needed to snitch about his activities like they're being interrogated by the police station. Uh... So, like, bringing his personal life into the public. Uh, I swear they want me stuck under the basement. I slipped in the quicksand. In the last one, we found an annotation that was, like, talking about how quicksand is referenced in this album a lot. Referencing, like, something that may seem, like, easy to get out of from a distance. But, like, once you get into it, it's super hard to escape. And you go through super fast. Uh, just trying to get up from the pavement. Fell in at 13, trying to get one for the ages. So fell in at 13. That's when he started his YouTube career. Um, just trying to get one for the ages. I'm up on a scaffold, just trying to get up on the stages. I feel like an asshole for trying to say F all the cages. Okay. Yeah. So, so he feels like a jerk for, like... You know, saying, like, I follow this, you know? Like, he feels like a jerk for, like, telling people to stop, you know? But I was too late, taking it too far, had to drive back in a cab. Okay, so this is the chorus again. Then it goes into verse 2. In verse 2, he basically just goes through everything, talking about how, uh, basically the similar thing. How people ask him for things, and how he, like, has his own life, you know? And how it's not all surrounding social media. So then we go into part two of the song, because there's, like, a second part. The beat switches. Uh, Red Dot, I just want to be one of them. One of them. Yeah, I've been here so long, four months on a song, just to throw it all away. It's been like that all along. Because the expectations rise with the numbers. But it's still one. I'm the only one. It gets under my skin and tears my bones apart. No Napoleon. So Napoleon's last name is Bonaparte. So, yeah. Uh, I press upload and unload, trying to tell the story that's untold, getting downloads when I'm down low, trying to keep up the household. I'm 17. They like how old? He's washed up. He's about old. So, like, he's washed up. He doesn't have, like, anything left. So. Name a single rapper. He's outsold. That's a no from me, like Cowell. So, like, Simon Cowell. Better say cheese. Better say please. F that song, man. Better make these. You've been down. Better take these. Better wake up. I'ma stay asleep. So, better take these pills. So, like, a dream I can't remember. Again, talking about the pills, you know. 
uh, better wake up, I must stay asleep. Used to wake up in a blissful existence, now wake up in the morning like I'm wishing I didn't. So he wakes up in the morning like he wishes he never woke up, like he wants to live in a dream he can't remember. See? It's all going back, you know? So yeah, that that's a really good song. That's also top tier uh, voice memos. It's like near mid and top, in my opinion. I'd say it's like maybe in the top top six or top five. Uh, so then, after Red Dot, we go to Uh Huh, which is the first song I ever heard off of this. So this is just an ignorant song. It's <laughs> I'm not going to go too in-depth with it. I'm just going to point out some great bars. Okay, so Kodeka has an annotation right off of this. Okay, so in the first verse he says... I take this as from the highest league. You could never be as high as me. No, I never been to college, but I got that flow that come right at the I right out the Ivy Leagues. So he says, I'm eighteen, I'm a senior. Right when I was writing this, I had just finished the college process. I'm applying to all of these schools, so that's something I was very ingrained that was very ingrained in my head. I was thinking I may not have worked and studied for four years to get a degree in marine biology, but I got a PhD in this flow. So, you know, just being ignorant, you know. Then <laughs> he goes, she wasn't religious, but she came to kick it, and now she'd be telling me I believe. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so here's the annotation. This reference this references sinful acts against God. Kodeka is saying this girl didn't believe in God, but he made her call out for him in an, in an inappropriate way. Okay. <laughs> so then he goes, I got a vision. They catch with precision. I'm driven as far as the eyes can see. Uh, Quad is saying he's, dr he's driven and motivated to make music. Okay, I'm independent. They can't fire me because he's on his own. He doesn't have a label backing him. So he does everything himself. That's why I stay fire. See, all of these rappers, they want to be friends, but I shoot them all like a rivalry. So I'm like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm better than you. So, yeah. So then there's the, then there's the chorus. Uh... For this chorus, this is what he said. For this chorus, there's nothing profound or any good bars or anything, but it more has the feeling of da na 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 na. Instead of telling you I have fu energy, I'd rather show it. Show, don't tell. We learned that in elementary school. So I still like to implement that into my music. You know, is what he said. Okay, so yeah, that's that's basically the whole song through. Um, my I'm gonna go through my favorite bar in the song. He, my favorite bar is I did a lot, but I'm not even 21. So that's a reference to 21 Savage. Oh, it's Quadeca's favorite bar. He said that's my favorite bar in the song. I don't know how much I should explain it because I was telling it to someone who knew hip hop, and I was like, did a lot, but I'm not even 21. And they were like, what? And I said a lot by 21 Savage, and they were like, oh. So I wanted to make sure they get it. Uh, so yeah. Quadeca references 21 Savage's song a lot, which features J. Cole. Quad uses this as an opportunity to boast how much he's done at such a young age. <clears throat> so, yeah. 
Uh, then there's there. This is actually probably my favorite bar. Uh, he says, "Come to your door like a white neighbor." <laughs> the the song is just crazy. It's a it's a good song. I'd say this is not my favorite off of the album. This is the song I like really discovered him from that I really loved. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's like profound or anything in any way what whatsoever. It's a good song. I enjoy it. But it's not, like, my favorite song of all time or anything. So, after this, we go into Real Thing. Uh, I I don't know about this one. Because this one is, like, a song that I enjoy. But I'd say this is, like, top tier also. I just really... I think this is a really underrated song. But, um... I don't really know what it's about, honestly. Uh, I'm going to see if there's like any bio or description for it. Uh, uh, this is a really good one, in my opinion. It's a really natural feeling to me. Uh, I'm going to go through this one pretty fast, too. So... He says, I haven't even, like, broken this one down at all. I don't know what this one means, to be honest. I, the reason that they never gonna cry, the reason that they never know why, I'm the only thing that's in my mind. I just pulled up into, I just pulled up in the building. They all faking. I'm the mother, free, freaking real thing. <laughs> they all hating. Uh, I'm the real one. I used to think I was a fraud until I did some. Until I, until I did it. I'm back and I'm better. I just rap with no effort. They was plotting on my exit, so I stayed. I make sure they don't forget this. Okay, I can't tell if this is ignorant or not because it's like slightly ignorant, but it's like a really melodic song. So, at one point he goes, "Uh, I think I need faith, but how can I be believe in God when I don't believe in myself?" So he needs faith to like complete this journey, you know. But how can he believe in himself? How can he believe in this God that people say there is, this religious thing? If he doesn't even believe in himself, if he doesn't believe that he can do anything, why would he believe some God can do anything? He knows himself better than he knows God. So, yeah. Yeah. I like this song. Uh, but, yeah, this is overall a good song. It's one of my favorites. I, this is just kind of a mindless song to me. I just listen to it and don't really focus on bars. I don't really focus on much. I just listen to it and vibe. It's it's a really enjoyable song. I really recommend this one off of the album. Uh, so then uh, we go into War with, featuring Dax. Uh, war. Okay. Uh, okay. Alright, here we go. This one is also really ignorant so basically the next this and the next song are ignorant tracks so both of these i'm gonna kind of rush through uh because we're getting to be a pretty long podcast episode today all right so he starts off with these shoes are from christian dior i'm not a kid anymore look at what i did to the store they don't make this anymore so those are pretty basic so Christian Dior is a popular luxury band, which is usually expensive. So Quedeca is just flexing his wealth. 
Uh, I'm Not a Kid Anymore. He turned 18 at the time of this song's release. Uh, look at what I did to the store. Uh, that that doesn't really have an annotation or anything. They don't make this anymore. They do not. Uh, so, Quedeca refer references the Kanye West song, Stronger, in this bar. In West's song, he says, Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. They don't make this anymore. And Quedeca mentions Christian Dior a couple bars above. Okay, I never knew that. That's that's pretty cool. If you go and try to dis best be sure. Uh, okay, so he makes lots of diss tracks. So Quedeca is known for like his YouTube diss tracks. Uh, at least he was at the time of this. So he made like a KSI diss track, Insecure, the Disc God diss track, JMX's diss track with him. Uh, the Jake Paul diss track, uh, and tons of them. But, yeah, so, if you're gonna try to diss, best be sure, because he, like, murders these people. He's a talented rapper, is what he's saying. Uh, so then, later, he says, uh, I changed my numbers, I'm harder to reach. Uh, so, Kodeka says, this line has a couple layers of wordplay in it. On the surface, changing numbers is a reference to changing phone numbers. Realizing I can't trust many people around me, so I've cut off communication, becoming harder to reach. The other side of this bar is changing numbers, growing my follower count, views, and bank balance. My numbers saying I'm harder to reach, my level of these numbers. These two interpretations overlap because of my desire to change my phone stems from changing other numbers. Okay. That, so, yeah, these bars have... They have layers. Uh, yeah, so this song is just kind of the same as Uh-huh in that way. It has a similar beat, too. All of them have... All of these ignorant tracks that Quedeca used to do have very similar beats. This is definitely, like, the weakest part of the album, in my opinion. Uh, I don't enjoy this part as much as I used to. I used to love the ignorant parts more than, like, the emotional parts. But... As I've, like, listened to it more and more, I've just started to, like, just not enjoy it as much and not appreciate as mu appreciate it as much just because I've made these types of songs before and I know how easy they are. But, like, he has good punchlines and good stuff in there. Dax features in the song. His feature is all right. It's, it's, it's not my favorite. I'm not a Dax fan. I, I'm not a big fan of the janitor bars. I'm not gonna lie. Every single song he's in, he says, I was a janitor. Something like that. And, you know, uh, cool. You're a janitor. Chill out, man. Uh, next, we have Unusual featuring Bilu. Uh, oh, this is a top. This is the top thing. Okay, so this is another ignorant track. Uh, he's just talking about how he's unusual. Uh, and how he's always going to the studio. He says, ain't nothing usual about me. He said, ain't nothing usual. I live in the studio. I'm clocking in like I work in a cubicle. Uh, he references uh, Fousey Tube saying, I'm going maniac. She calling me Fousey, but nothing delusional about me. So, Fousey Tube is basically delusional. Uh, back at the time of this release, basically, uh, he was like, going crazy, I guess, uh, and was going through some stuff, uh, so yeah, this whole song is also pretty similar to War, uh, 
this one I I I'd say I enjoy this one more. The last one it has like better production and everything, and I think it's just like a more like normal song. This one I'd say is more like hyped up and cool sounding. This one sounds like a old SoundCloud banger, especially with Bilu on it. Bilu brings the energy. This is a lot better than Dax's feature, uh, the Bilu feature on it. I enjoy this song. I'd say this is mid, this is mid, uh, voice memos. Uh, I enjoy it more than War, but definitely not my cup of tea at this point. Uh, so yeah, I'd say this is a pretty good song. I enjoy it. This next song is Rowboat Interlude. So this uh, is a huge shifting point of the album, and I'm just going to read the lyrics because it's a very, very short song with one verse, no chorus. It says, I never knew it was possible to be this alone. Invisibility cloak. I leave it at the door most of the time. There's an annotation for this. Uh, he says, Quedeca said in this verse, roll the dice on the New Age album with KSI and Randolph that he's antisocial. Him using an invisibil invisibility cloak would probably be about him trying to make himself invisible to everyone. So this is just an obvious one. Okay. <laughs> so he uses invisibility cloak. I leave it at the door most of the time. Rowboat out, rowboat without an oar. Never seems to hit the shore. Misguided almost every time across the sea of my mind. So I'm guessing he's just talking about being lost in his own head, being lost up in his head. He doesn't want an oar. Uh, he's misguided uh, he's just going around the sea of his mind he's just like exploring himself just figuring out where he is so there's another annotation he uses the analogy of a rowboat lacking an oar to symbolize how he's lost within his own mind every time he tries to reach a point this could be success, happiness, or anything but he is misguided almost every time in the vast sea of his mind yep so yeah he's just lost in himself i love this song honestly i'd say this is top tier voice memos even though it's so short uh let me check the actual length uh right now it's a oh it's one minute and 21 seconds it's it's a really cool song i really enjoy it i i'm pretty sure he did it one take just on a piano recorded it straight off of his phone it's a it's a good segment of the album so then we move on we move on to eyes uh this is this is one of the best songs off of the album uh in my opinion so he talks about how he woke up and his eyes were sore he gave you every last tear that i gave you every last tear that i had i don't think i can cry no more Oh, there's uh, a, a bio to the song. Sorry, guys. On Eyes, Quedeca talks about a former lover or love interest, his history of dissing popular YouTubers, and the major majority quick changes in his life from small-time YouTuber to proper musician. I woke up and my eyes were sore. I give you every last tear that I had. I don't think I can cry no more. So he gave this girl his everything. He, like, cried for her. He loved her all of this red on my eyes 
looking like I've never gotten high before. So, like, he's never, you know, done drugs. So, like, you know, when you smoke weed or get high, usually your eyes get all red. Uh, this is not regular love. This is a mile more. I think this is God's way of, of reminding me I need to smile more. So, he's, like, more than in love with this girl. He thinks this is God's way of reminding him he needs to smile more. So, like, he feels great about this. He he is in love with this girl. I played you my song, and we sobbed. This music is beyond just a job. This music beyond getting up on my YouTube and dissing some pond for applause. So, like, dissing some pond for pond for applause so that's like referencing his diss track days where he would go on youtube and diss other youtubers uh he has a responsibility that's bigger uh than basically just you know going at it with the mob so i'm trying to ball while i'm here so they don't have to ball when i'm gone so yeah this is a this is one of my favorite songs off the album. This is top this is top three, I'd say. Top three. Uh I'd say it goes either these days or Man on My Left Shoulder for top. Then it goes this at the third spot. I love this song. Life changed in a year, changed in a week, changed in a second. Sang when they didn't hear, they didn't speak, they didn't question. Made my music in fear, made it and reframed my perspective. So he made his music in fear of what his life would bring. And it reframed his perspective on life and love. I hope that it's clear now that you're here, came to my rescue. So this girl came to his rescue. He, he was saved by her in this deep state of depression. Then we go into a great part of the song. Uh... Then we go into a refrain from Kodeka. Losing time. Let me let you know before I lose my mind. These days, something must be on my side. Uh, so, there's an annotation for that part. These days is the last song in Kodeka's album, Voice Memos. In the song, Ben reflects on his thoughts, insecurities, anxiety, fame, and more. He describes how love has helped him put all of his feelings into perspective. There are many parallels to this song Eyes and These Days. Both songs talk about his younger talk to his younger self. These days, something must be on my side. If I lose, at least I'll tell him that I tried, that I tried. Then verse 2. They say great things take time. I think time takes great things away though. Lost all of my idols that had fallen like an angel. Who knows if they're in the clouds with a halo? Who knows? I look up to names for help, but how can our idols save us if they can't even save themselves? So this is definitely a, this is most likely a reference to X. Uh, I know that uh, he made like a song for X after he passed, uh, or like any idol for everyone. Like we look up to these people, and then once they're gone, we realize they we act like they can save us and they can save us but they can't even save themselves they're real people uh i gotta behave myself gotta remember my start no i would not betray myself i've been afraid to tell so alone so i just braced myself i wanted love since the age of 12 even before i could lace myself 
That's why when I know that I lose all that I love, that it's easy to hate myself. So when he loses everything, he hates himself. So like, like he caused it. Then he says, it's my birthday, but I won't celebrate myself because time is going to take myself. I'm on my pro club crap. I create myself, but I'm never going to rate myself. Picture perfect. Is it working? Vision blurring. Missing verses. Life really is a burden. Um. So, yeah. Uh, this In this part, he's re- like talking about how (laughs) life is a burden you know like it it just says it kind of flat out there but picture perfect isn't work is it working is a question so is it working so like is his life picture perfect like so he's like seeing where he was without love seeing my face on every sign i'm a missing person whatever he gets the kid deserves it I woke up and my eyes... So we have this chorus again. And then we go into another refrain. And then... Then we have an outro. You're nothing but a grain of sand in my hourglass, and I can spot you from a mile away. I'm searching for you. So this girl is nothing but one little thing. She's... Just this little part of his life, the smallest part, but he's, but she is all he cares about and all he thinks about. He can spot her from a mile away. Okay, this is one of the best songs on the album. I love this song. It has a ton of, like, meaning throughout the whole thing. It's a great song. I love that song. 10 out of 10. Now, we have the finale. The finale of the album. Wow. This is a long episode. Okay. (sighs) We're going to review this thing. So the intro. And when I first met you, you were still young at heart. Uh, so, talking about the girl. These days, nothing matters when I look into your face. Nothing in my past is a mistake, if it led me to this place. These days, I've been feeling free, drowned all of the demons in my sea. Rowboat never hits the shore, but I don't think I want it to anymore. So, he's still up in his head. This is a reference to, like, the rowboat interlude. Rowboat, it never hits the shore. But I don't think I want it to anymore. So he doesn't need it to hit the shore anymore because she fixed it. This girl fixed it for him. Uh, so then... Uh, so yeah, she fixed like where he was at. I'm feeling freer now. They said it gets better. I see it now. She took my demons out. They talk about love. I believe it now. I was feeling lost so long with so many days gone to even count. They never told me how easy it was to feel beaten when off of the beaten route. I thought that my life was alone with ice in my bones and nothing I could try. I started I started rocking designer but found out it was not something I could buy. 
Too many hours I spent dwelling on the good times, while the clock's hands waving back at me like goodbye. Wow. So, while the clock's hands waving back at me like goodbye. Okay, that that's a great line. I never, I've never picked up on that part before. Wow, that's a really good line. Uh, so like clocks, uh, just ticking over and over. So like, he was, he's talking about how his life is becoming meaningless and how, like, came back around and the clock's hands were, while he was in that meaningless state, like, just saying bye, like, you don't have much time left. Treat this like a eulogy. I ain't making rap songs. <laughs> I'm not gonna say this nice line. <laughs> I've been too concerned with what with what they writing on my new post. Gotta start to think about what they writing on my tombstone. I feel like the emperor. I went and cop some new clothes. An emperor, emperor's new clothes. So like, reference to like the emperor's new clothes story where he, you know. Uh oh. Uh. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's just a reference to that story, you know. But they see in through me every second like a Hublot, so like the Hublot watch, so you can see through. Uh, put that aside. I can't live just for a replay. Ever since you came into my life, you helped me see straight. So then the chorus again. Then we go into this bridge. Uh, so this is the best part of the song, in my opinion. Uh, this is a fantastic part. Uh, one of the most emotional songs. Well, not one of the most emotional songs, but one of the best emotional songs, in my opinion. My favorite emotional song. I used to make love songs when I was alone just to pretend to feel how I do now. Thank God I'm with you now. Thank God I'm with you now. I just want to make you proud. I just want to make you proud. These days, I may regret what I say, but never how I feel. I almost cried when I realized that everything was real. When the brain can't articulate feelings in words, they just come out in tears. No matter what happens, I hope that you know I'll forever be here. So, he's basically just saying he's waited so much time. He went through all of this just to meet her. And he says, I was wrong about my song, The Man on My Left Shoulder, because he's been gone ever since you called. So I'll admit it was not true. You're the reason I got through. So this is a reference because in the beginning, it, in The Man on My Left Shoulder, he talks about how there's this girl, but she wouldn't fix any of it. So it wasn't true. You're the reason I got through. I knew it was love when I knew I'd feel lost if I ever lost you. Wow, that's a fantastic line. That's why when you believe in me, I can't describe what that means to me. You help me see what I can't see in me. Easily, I need to be between your arms. Let's make this our secret song. But I can't keep a secret when I feel I need to scream it all. Can't even fall. I can't leave it all in the dust. Because no matter what, I, feel, I fear that it's never going to be enough. To repay for all of the trust. And the days I crawled on the rough. Guess it made for a better, better story. Was making all of it up. And then it came true. You help me hope when I'm faithless, out of scope when I'm aimless. Help me smile when I'm faceless. Help me feel when I'm numb. Help me hide when there when there's nowhere left to run. 
So then it goes back to the chorus. And then it ends. So that is a fantastic song. Uh, so basically, at the end, he's just talking about how she filled all the missing pieces in his life, all the puzzle pieces, everything that he was missing. The man on his left shoulder, she helped get rid of it, even when he thought nothing could. She cured him. She made him a better person and made him feel like a better person. Wow, what a song. That is a 10 out of 10. I'm not sure. That, I, I don't know. That's a great song. Uh, but yeah, that gives the album a 10 out of 10. If that song wasn't on the album, the, the album would not be as good as it is. This makes it my favorite album. This song for sure makes the album 10 times better. Uh, the other songs are cool, but like this song, this song, Eyes, The Man on My Left Shoulder, those mean the most to me. Those are the ones that got me through as much as they got me through. But yeah, 10 out of 10 album after this. Wow, this is a great song. But yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast if you made it the whole way through. Uh, yeah, so let me know, uh, what the future, what you guys want to see in the future, uh, want, want me to see or talk about or review, uh, but yeah, I did this in preparation for, from me to you, which I'm going to review also. I'm not going to do in depth like I did for this one. I'm just going to like listen to it, uh, and then like give my thoughts on every song and then yeah I'm just gonna do that next time and then I might do one of these for that I don't think so this was really hard to do uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes the other ones are like 40 minutes long at max so this is like going way over the limit so yeah thank everybody for li- thank everyone for listening to this who did listen to it the whole way through and thanks for like hearing a part of why I enjoy this so much and why it's like just what I love to hear uh, but yeah uh, this this guy is he makes some of the best music out right now in my opinion I love this stuff I live for this type of music uh, it has everything I want in music it has bangers it has you know these sad songs it has like happy songs like this it's all crazy it's it's all like exactly what this is the type of music that inspires me to make my own music so yeah this is all really good stuff let me know your thoughts on the album and thanks for listening